Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another FT Management podcast. Uh, my name is Adam Jones and joining me today is Tim Calkins, a marketing professor at the Kellogg School of Management and author of a new book entitled Breakthrough Marketing Plans. We're going to be discussing a big issue in marketing, namely analysis paralysis. What does that mean? Well, you could also use the phrase marketers who think too much. Now, Tim, how would you describe um, analysis paralysis in marketing? Well, there's a great problem now in marketing, which is that marketers and anybody running a business, the, the problem is you have simply too much information. You know, if you go back a number of years, uh, you never had quite enough data on your customer. And you were always wondering, well, how do we get more information? Now it's totally different. Now the problem is there's just way too much information. And the issue for a marketer is that unless they can find a way to take that information and turn it into action, you don't actually add any value. So marketing in total becomes a little bit in question if all that a marketer does is understand their customers because the link to action is so important. And that's a huge issue right now in the world of marketing. So what kind of new tools do marketers have to uh, research their customers that they didn't have previously? Well, you go back just 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and you didn't have the Internet. You didn't have all of the mobile devices that were out there. You didn't have as much information across any of the systems that are there. Now what's astonishing is just how much data is there in many businesses. You know, you go to, for example, a retailer. They can pull up now every day, buy store, buy SKU, exactly what's selling and at what price and at what time of day and by which salesperson. And the problem is that's just basically, you know, millions and millions and millions of pieces of information generated every day. So if you're not careful, you get totally lost in the information and you never turn it into the action, which is where marketing actually adds value. So, I mean, what is the secret to actually uh, getting away from analysis paralysis and, and actually um, turning those insights um, into action? Well, I think there's two things that are really important. One is a mindset shift in marketing. And it's moving from saying our challenge is to understand our customer and moving to saying, well, our challenge is saying, what do we go do? And, and these days, understanding your customer is lovely, but really that is fairly unimportant in and of itself because if all you do is know your customer really well, that doesn't help you. The, the challenge is you've got to say, well, what are we going to go do? Given what we know about our customer and our competitors and the environment we live in, what do we actually go do? So it's really a mindset change in marketing, and I think it's putting the emphasis more on action and maybe less on just customer understanding because you need both. The other thing is I think it requires rethinking some of the tools that marketers use, and that's where marketing plans, I think, require a really fresh look. You know, historically, marketing plans have been grounded in everything we know about the business. So it always has begun and become very focused on, here's what we know. Here's all the data. Here's what we know about our customer. Based on all of that, what should we then go do? The problem is, now, you, you almost never get out of that first stage. You just get so lost in what you know. And as I see it and as I talk to marketers really all around the world, 
the challenges and the focus is to spend time on marketing plans that are geared towards the actions and less on, on re- rehashing what you already know. Now, Tim, um, you've uh, worked as a marketer for craft, so you've had lots of personal experience of writing marketing plans. What should a good marketing plan do, and what should it look like? Well, let me begin by taking a step back and talking about the role of marketing plans. And a marketing plan is very simple. It is a document that lays out how a business is going to go to market and compete with their competitors. So at the core, it says, here's how we're going to go out and succeed and grow the business. And that's really the role of a marketing plan. And it's, you know, it's different than a business plan. They're related, business plans and marketing plans. Business plans, they'll pick up many other different things. They pick up financial issues. They pick up HR issues. They pick up uh, a lot of other different things that might be there. A marketing plan is really focused on saying, here's how we're going to build the business. Now, if you're going to do that, you really need three things in a marketing plan. First thing you need is your objectives, which is what are we trying to achieve and what's the goal here? And usually that should be financial, which is here's our profit target, here's what we're trying to get to. Second thing you need are here's the big things we're going to go do, which is here are the big initiatives we're going to pursue. I call them strategic initiatives. What are the big initiatives we're going to go do? Uh, For example, we're going to launch a new product, enter a new market, we're going to change our pricing strategy, whatever it might be, what are the big things you're going to go do? Then finally, you need the tactics, which are what precisely... What actual actions will we take in order to get the initiatives to happen? And, and tactics where you get into things like advertising plans and, and your online plans and, and uh, whatever that might be, very uh, tactical type things. So you need those, those three things. A good plan, though, has those elements, but the key thing is a good plan has three things. Number one, it is, it is focused, so it doesn't have too many things in it. It's very focused. It says, here's what we're going to go do. It's also very clear, which is there's no question about what are you saying and what do you want the business to go do. And then finally, it's compelling because it says, here's why we think this is going to go work. You know, an important role for a marketing plan is to gain support for, for the plan, and you've got to do that from all across the organization. And unless you're compelling, unless you explain why it's going to work, People aren't going to support the plan, and then nothing's going to happen. And if that's what a a good marketing plan looks like, um, clear, compelling, what does a bad marketing plan look like? I imagine you've seen quite a few of those. I've uh, I've seen all too many that I would say really miss the mark. And by the way, it's not for lack of effort or not even for lack of uh, intelligence or insight or data. All that's there. The problem is I think people get confused on the role of a marketing plan. A, a bad marketing plan, and I saw one just the other day. It is, first of all, it is, uh, it's huge. Right? The one I saw the other day was 100-something, 100 or 200 pages long. It's huge documents. And it starts off with the situation analysis, uh, which is a, a good way to get yourself into trouble. And the situation analysis in a weak plan just goes on and on and on. And it is all this stuff that you know about the business. It is information about your customers, your competitors, your pricing, the trends, commodity costs, financial issues, all this stuff. And, and, and that goes on for 100 pages or something. And then it gets into all the tactical stuff and it gets into all the data about here's the, here's the precise little promotion we want to do and the little sponsorship program and all those things. But what's missing and what the plan never gets around to is saying, here's exactly what we want to go do. Here's the three or four big things we need to do on the business, and here's why they're going to work. So, so what happens is a plan like that, you know, people read it and they look at it, and, and sometimes I wonder if they ever read them. And then, but the, but the problem is there's never any agreement about here's the big things we're going to go do. Which, what you want to get in a marketing plan is a great discussion around what are we going to focus on to build the business? and What are the three or four top priorities? And that's really where you should be debating. Will it work? Can we pull it off? Do we have the resources to make it happen? Is it important? And that's where you want to get the discussion. 
a weak plan gets too lost in the data and too lost in the tactics and never gets around to the main point. And the ideal is to have three or four strategic objectives, and that seems to be a kind of a common pattern that our brains seem to like lists of three. They seem to be very memorable. Is, is that in general a, a kind of a, a good philosophy to follow? Oh, that's a wonderful philosophy. In, in a marketing plan, you really get to have three or four big initiatives of what you want to go do on a business. That is true also, whether you're running a tiny little business or whether you're running the biggest company in the world. You have to focus on three or four big things. And, and the reason is exactly that. Three or four th- things is, number one, it's memorable uh, and it is focused. You know, if you tell somebody 12 things, there's a very good chance they can't remember any of them. And there's lots – actually, there's lots of data and studies out there, and I talk about some of them in my book, that, that really highlight the fact that if you give somebody a lot of information or you give them a lot of initiatives, there's a very good chance they're just going to forget everything you just told them. What about the – in terms of making the plan relevant to the business's goals, what's the best kind of metric to focus on? Would it be something like return on investment? Well, a few thoughts on that one. The first one is that ultimately marketing is all about profit. And and in the long run, marketing – any the only reason you do any marketing is because you think it's going to be profitable. So in the long run, a good marketing plan should be tied and linked to the profit objectives of a business. And indeed, any time marketing gets separated from the profit of a business, I think you're uh, in, in trouble a little bit because now marketing begins to seem optional. So I think profit is, is a common focus for people. And in marketing plans, you're always sound if you tie your marketing plan to the profit objectives. Beyond that, it gets harder. And, and I don't think there's a single measure beyond that that will be consistent across every business. For some businesses... What will be important is uh, customer loyalty and uh, how people feel about the business. In other businesses, it will be brand awareness. In other businesses, it might be uh, a sense of market share or revenue trends or things like that. It's very different depending on the situation. Return on investment is one that gets a lot of focus and a lot of discussion uh, these days. But I think you have to handle that one with a lot of care because ROI is a – on the surface, it sounds great – But the more you know about marketing and the more you know about branding and businesses, the more problems you see when you get to ROI. And and as simply put, the core problem is you can't measure a lot of things when it comes to marketing these days. And and as a result, it's very hard to calculate the return. If you can't measure it and quantify it on a regular basis, you cannot create a good ROI. So, for example, if I run a lovely advertising campaign next week that builds my brand and is very successful – Well, it's almost impossible to calculate the strength of a brand on a weekly basis. You just can't do that. There's no way to do that practically. So you can't calculate the return on that spending, which means then you can't get a good ROI, which says then that you may not do that program even though it might be a great program. So where I would say is I would think about you can measure, by the way, your initiatives often. You can measure awareness on a business. You can measure market share on a new product. You can measure different things. But don't get too caught up in ROI because that's a very blunt measure, and uh, you want to find, I think, more appropriate uh, measures underneath it. And we're sitting here in the midst of almost, or certainly in living memory, unprecedented economic turmoil. That's going to put a lot of pressure on marketers within corporations to justify the, the financial impact of any initiatives that they propose. What advice would you have for people you know, struggling to persuade colleagues that you know, even though the, the net gains from um, these plans might not always be as measurable as um, some other investments, that they're still worth pursuing? Well, the big thing is to know that people are going to be asking questions about marketing spending. And if marketing has been scrutinized over the past few years, it's going to be scrutinized a lot more going forward. 
And the pressure that will put on marketers is they need to be very clear on the value that the marketing effort will contribute to the business. The biggest thing to do is to really always make sure the marketing efforts are linked to the profits of a business. You've got to make sure that any time you're talking marketing, you're also looking at the, the financials. Because if you don't, it's going to make marketing seem optional and then it will be gone. The other thing, I think, is it says that if you're marketing, you've got to move beyond just getting customer information and getting customer data. And you've got to really move to saying, what do we need to do this year to build the business? And the more you do that, I think the more people will say, yeah, that's important. We do need to do that. And then the resources will be there. But, I, but if people write the type of some marketing plans that a lot of companies write these days, these huge things just full of customer data and all these tactics and these programs, you know, it's going to make marketing seem very optional. And then I suspect both the marketing budget will be cut and the marketing staff will be smaller. So to a degree, being able to write a decent marketing plan, I think, is critical in an environment like this because you've got to really say, what are we doing and why is that important? So the moral of the story is cut the length of the marketing plan to avoid the marketing budget being cut. You could say that, absolutely, absolutely. Tim Calkins, thank you very much. Adam, thank you. It's always a pleasure. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.